Good morning, church. We are so glad that you have joined us to worship, whether you're here in person with us or whether you're joining us via Facebook Live. We are so glad that you have gathered with us this morning. Listen to the opening words of Psalm 93. These are the words of David. He says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. This morning, let's stand as we sing those words together. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Let's stand and sing this morning. Wherever you're at, in your living room or here in person, let's sing together this morning. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Oh, my soul, worship his holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul, I'll worship your holy name. The sun comes up. The sun comes up. sing your song again whatever may pass and whatever lies before me let me be singing when the evening comes bless the Lord oh my soul oh my soul worship his holy name in love. Oh 
so glad that you have joined us this morning and man can I say it is good to hear some voices in here again <laughs> I'm so glad and so honored that we are able to be together again this morning in person we're thankful for you all of you who are still joining us online at home we want you to know that you are a part of this service as well couple things we want to remind you of, of course, obviously, we're going to do our best to practice good social distancing this morning. So make sure that you're staying six feet apart, wearing your mask, things like that. If you haven't gotten a mask yet and you would like one, we have those located in our Welcome Center, as well as bulletins. If you forgot to get one on your way in or maybe you missed them, that's okay. We've still got some back in the Welcome Center as well. Uh, you can run and grab those in just a moment. If you're a visitor here with us in person this morning, we want to encourage you. There's a little perforated tab on the edge of your bulletin. Rip that out, fill it out, and then you can drop that in our offering plates as you leave this morning. Our offering is going to be at the end of service. And so as you're walking this morning, you can obviously drop your, your offerings, your tithes and offerings in the, in the plates as you exit, as well as those visitor cards. If you're visiting with us online, if this is your first time tuning in with us, would you simply comment and say, I'm new? And we're going to have somebody reach out and respond to you uh, as quickly as we possibly can uh, to get you connected with us here at Broadway. We're so thankful that you're here this morning as we encounter a holy and a righteous God in our worship. Would you listen to the words of David? From Psalm 51, he writes, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Would you meditate on those words for just a moment as we pray together? Merciful God, we confess to you this morning that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, in things that we have done, in things that we have left undone. Father, we haven't loved you with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. We haven't loved our neighbors as ourselves. And so, Father, this morning we come to you humbly. David tells us in Psalm 51 that you delight in the sacrifice of a broken and contrite spirit. And so this morning we come to you broken in need of healing. Lord, we thank you that we find forgiveness in Jesus, your son. Spirit, would you create in us a clean heart, one that longs to do your will and follow your way. Lord, we thank you for the forgiveness and the righteousness that we find in you. Lord, and we know that your word promises us you are faithful and just to forgive us of all our unrighteousness. And Lord, we thank you and we cling to that this morning. God, we love you. It's in Jesus' precious name that we pray. Amen. In Psalm 103, David goes on to tell us in verse 12 that he casts our sin as far as the east is from the west. So this morning we rest in the grace of our God who forgives us of all of our sins. Would you stand and sing with us wherever you're at this morning as we continue to worship?
thank you for the hope that we have in your resurrection. God, we pray that we would never lose sight of the victory that we have in you. Lord, we love you. It's in Jesus' precious name that we pray. Amen. You can be seated. At this time, I'm going to invite our online folks, if you would. I'm going to ask our guys in the booth to post our text to give link as well as the link to give online. And uh, we'd ask you to go ahead and give it this time. Obviously, folks that are here in service, uh, we mentioned earlier your offering will be at the door as you exit. But if you're online, uh, as David plays, I'm going to encourage you to go ahead and give. say just a short word, you can be seated, just a short word about the holiday tomorrow. It's Memorial Day. Until about 1920, it was called Decoration Day. Memorial Day is not about veterans. It's about our friends, our neighbors that didn't get back standing here today, I know because of the sacrifice that some of them made. I would ask that you keep that in your mind and on your heart 
as you go into tomorrow. I think it's very appropriate tomorrow that we also remember those that have died due to the COVID and especially the lives of those that gave their lives as first responders, not only to this pandemic, but to other attacks on American soil. Thank you. Thank you, Walt. Thank you for that. This <laughs> was that me? Yeah, this is tangled up. Yeah. You know, there is a first time for everything. Today is the most unusual Sunday. Do you agree? <laughs> and I do. I want to. Um, I'm going to give you all a quick update of what's going to what's going to happen here. That really, this whole summer. But we're so glad, it's so exciting actually to see folks in the pews. It has, um, it's been about 10 weeks. I heard an amen. Yep, I got an amen for that, for sure. Um, you know, we have not had normal church, actually, with people sitting in the pews since Sunday, March 15th. And even then, that was when the pandemic was beginning, and we started that 10 a.m. service. So um, that's been, I think, nine Sundays of preaching to a camera. And the, one, the, the Sunday two weeks ago was crazy on Mother's Day because it was the camera broke and we had internet problems. So it was, it was an interesting experience. But we are, I wanna, uh, we're so glad you're here at Broadway Baptist Church as well as our online audience. You'll always be able to worship with us online. And our summer schedule is going to be this. It's a 10 a.m. worship service this whole summer. Now, beginning in the middle of August, that's when our plans are. We think when school starts back, when folks maybe get through the summer, we hope to resume at that point, I guess what you could say, our normal, regular programming of Sunday school, two morning services, just like it used to be at the beginning of August or beginning of March. So that's what we're aiming for. So this will be your one opportunity this whole summer at 10 a.m. to come and worship. And I appreciate everyone uh, certainly being here with that. What, we'll do a couple of things differently. And um, you know, we're not gonna pass an offering plate, so we'll have the uh, deacons and ushers at the door when we leave. If you're a guest with us this morning, you know, you'll be able to drop that in the offering plate or use our black boxes there at the Welcome Center. And I appreciate those. I appreciate all of you giving faithfully over this two and a half months God has blessed our church and certainly sustained us while uh, during this period. The other thing I wanted to admit, let you know is this summer we're going to have children's sermon every Sunday. So what we're going to do is it's going to be a little different. It's going to be a social distancing children's sermon. In a minute, I'm going to invite children to come sit up here. Now, children, you'll come sit up here every other seat. We've marked them off. And if you see a blue piece of tape, you don't sit there just like the pews. You sit in the ones that are open. And we're going to have uh, a lesson, very brief. And then we're going to uh, have a closing prayer. I've got a microphone. Chris, where would that microphone go? There's a microphone. Oh, it's right there. And, I, and what, the way we'll do our microphone 
is I won't hand it to your children. You'll just walk up. It's already there for you turned on. You just walk up and take it, and we'll pick someone to do a closing prayer. And then after that, have you ever seen Hansel and Gretel where they dropped crumbs to find their way home? Well, your piece of candy is laying on the floor up here. It's an airhead like this. So when it's over, instead of me handing you candy, you'll stop by and pick up your piece of candy. So that's what we'll do for our children's sermon. So I want to invite our children. If you are a child, you'll want to come forward and find a chair and sit up here. And we're going to have a children's sermon. Y'all can come on up. You sit in the ones that are not marked off, that are open. Why don't we sit? So, folks, we're not actually we're not behind the screen. What if we sit more towards this side over here? That way. Have y'all ever seen such in church? Children dressed up in face masks. <laughs> Do you know, I, I would have to say, if you were, if this was a Sunday school class, you wouldn't have a lot of talking, I guess, going on and disruptive students because they would they'd be masked. So, with that. All right, children, we're so glad you're here. Um, um, we're going to, uh, like Mr. Walt said, we are, this is what we call Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend is when we remember those that have passed away. In the Bible, Jesus passed away. He passed away for three days. But before he died on a cross that week, a woman named Mary, and we're going to read the scripture here. It's out of the Gospel of John chapter 12 in a little bit. A woman named Mary, she came up, and they're sitting at the table, and she knelt down, and she took some perfume. Do you, do you, do you girls, y'all wear perfume? She took some perfume and she poured it on Jesus' feet and she had really long hair. Has it been a long time since you've had a haircut? And she wiped Jesus' feet with the perfume. And it was expensive perfume. And a man named Judas, he spoke up. And he says, why are we wasting this valuable perfume when we could have sold this and gave it to the poor? And he did that in front of everybody. And what happened was, Jesus says, leave her alone. She's preparing me for burial. See, in Bible times, children, they would, remember the first women that came to the tomb that we studied at Easter at home this year? And they came to the tomb, like Mary Magdalene, Mary Jesus' mother, and the tomb, the stone had been rolled away, and they went in the tomb. They were there to anoint his body. Well, that, this woman, Mary, and by the way, they were in Lazarus' home. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. She anointed Jesus and for his burial before, before he died. And, and Jesus says, listen, this is the main point. Anytime the gospel is preached, what's the gospel? Does anybody know what the gospel is? That's what the, the good news is the Bible. Very good. And what, what he, Jesus said, anytime the gospel is preached, this story will be told in her memory. 
So here on Memorial Day, we're telling this story in her memory. We're remembering the lady, Mary, who anointed Jesus and prepared him for burial. Jesus, it was, he, did, he was only dead three days, and he rose again. And we have new life in Christ, because not only did Jesus die for us, he was buried for us, he also rose for us. So not only is this a Memorial Day message, it's your Easter message as well from last month with that. So, all right, we're going to have a closing prayer. Now the microphone is already turned on, it's behind me over here. So who would like to say our closing prayer? <clears throat> Any volunteers? Any volunteers? Yes, ma'am, thank you, Abby. So what if you take, Esther, you know. I think a lot. So, Abby, what if you come stand over here? Take your microphone. It's, it's already turned on, and you stand right there. And we'll, let's, let's, let's bow our heads and we'll close our eyes, and you'll say a prayer. If you need to move, move down your mask, I know how it is to talk. All right, we'll bow our heads and close our eyes. Dear Jesus, we just thank you for the veterans that are, that are out there. Um, we pray for the nurses, that you are with them through this hard time because they are working very hard. We pray for the sick ones, that you will heal them and, be, and comfort them. And we thank you for today. And even though we missed Easter, we thank you for dying for us and coming back to life for us. Amen. Amen. Good job. Thank you. So you just put it back over there. Children, Hansel and Gretel, we have candy lined up. As you exit the stage, you'll just go down there, grab your piece of candy. And those are airheads. Did you know airheads are actually made in Kentucky, in northern Kentucky? Back when I used to eat candy, that's my favorite candy. So with that, so. <clears throat> Parents, we will be doing that every week. It's the no-contact children's sermon. So that way we certainly involve children in worship. It's very encouraging with that. If you have your Bible, and I hope you do, online, open up. We're going to look at two different scripture passages. We're going, to be, we're going to read that story there about remembrance. It's going to be in John chapter 12. And not only that, I want you to turn to the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 3. John chapter 12, Philippians chapter 3. For those online, for our online crowd, I want to encourage you to... Um, uh, somebody, that we have an online bulletin, so maybe someone share that link. So you can actually access inside your bulletin here at the Welcome Center. You can follow along here with our sermon notes, as well as we have it for our online folks, too, with that. We are going to, this is Memorial Day. And like Walt, I was so appreciative of Walt recognizing those. As President Trump wanted us this Memorial Day, it's a little bit different. Nearly 100,000 Americans have passed away from COVID-19. I think I was, I was looking at last night, it's, up to, it's over 97,000. So we're spending that this weekend remembering those that have given their lives. Maybe serving in hospitals for doctors, nurses, respiratory, respiratory therapists. They have lost their life, uh, uh, saving other lives. And we're about to see a story here. John chapter 12. This is the story of this anointing, and it's a Memorial Day message. And then we're going to flip over, and we're going to see in Philippians how Jesus wants us 
even during times of social isolation, even during time of a quarantine, to be completely focused on Him. It's easy. I mean, you haven't been in church in 10 weeks. When you haven't been in church, it's easy. Church is a habit. Sunday school is a habit. Worship, regular Bible reading time, prayer life, spiritual disciplines are a habit. And when you haven't done something for 10 weeks, it's easy to break that habit. And we're going to see how God wants us to stay focused on Him. So I want you to look in your Bibles. John chapter 12, verse 1. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was the one Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha was serving them, and Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table with him. You know, Martha was always the one who's serving. Mary's the one who's um, listening, wiping Jesus' feet with her hair. Then Mary, she took, look at this, verse 3, a pound of perfume, pure and expensive nard, and anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped his feet with her hair. So the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Verse 4. Then one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was about to betray him, said, Why wasn't this perfume sold? For 300 denarii. 300 denarii. That is, a denarii was one day's wage. 300 denarii. That is a lot. This is like an inheritance. Hundreds, thousands of dollars. And Judas's mind was wasted on Jesus. And you notice Judas, the one who's going to betray Jesus for 30 silver coins. He's the one who speaks up in front of everybody and criticizes Jesus. You know, if you're going to criticize someone, at least do it in private. Judas criticized Jesus publicly. Reprimanded him. Reprimanded her, saying, what a waste, Jesus. We could have used it. He's the treasure. We could have used this money and we wasted it on you. Do you ever, have you ever had something go to waste? A few weeks ago, I bought a coconut. And I was going to teach the children, this is what you do when you're in quarantine, I guess. You just, you, you lose your mind and just do unusual things. I was going to open up a coconut and show them what it was like inside and pour the juice out. I got it for Walmart for $2. That's Walmart pickup, by the way. I didn't go in the store. And they brought it, you know, and it sat on the table. And I thought, this weekend I'll open the coconut. But it's been sitting there for a month. And I hadn't seen it in a few weeks. So I asked Sherry, even this morning, I said, where did the coconut go? Oh, I threw it away. I go, what a waste. I bought that thing. That's kind of what Judas felt like. We've wasted this perfume. Have you ever wasted something? And something just, you know, you threw it away maybe too early. Or someone else threw it away. Or it broke. It's like you saying you can't cry over spilt milk. But in this case, she is doing this in front of everyone. 
and Judas reprimands her. So look what happens. Why wasn't this perfume sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? Verse 6, he didn't say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He was in charge of the money bag and would steal part of what was put in it. Judas stole from Jesus' ministry. Now, if you have employees and workers and disciples stealing from you, you will eventually go out of business. Jesus is the only person that can run a business and have money going out the back door getting stolen, and the business just thrives. There's no problem whatsoever. It does not concern Jesus that he is a thief just taking all the money because Jesus' ministry isn't about money. He's marching to a cross. He's going to die on the cross for the one stealing, the thief. That's where he's headed. Only Jesus can run a business this way. So Judas is just helping himself to the money because he knew that could have been more money I could have had my hands on. And look what Jesus says here. He answered, verse 7, Leave her alone. She has kept it for the day of my burial. Jesus knows he's a few days away, and this is the only time his body will be anointed. Verse 8 says, For you will always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. Jesus is saying, Y'all don't understand, but I'm about to leave you. This is my final week. And you'll always, there'll always be opportunities to minister to poor folks, but you will not be able to do this to me. And what he's saying is you don't want to miss an opportunity with Jesus. And this was Mary's opportunity to give her perfume of great value to the Lord. She wanted to waste her wealth with Jesus. Because listen, you can't waste anything on Jesus. Anything you give to Jesus, He multiplies. He takes and blesses. He has blessed our nation. We're thankful to be free. We're thankful this Sunday for those that are here in the sanctuary to be able to come and worship. In some, some areas of this nation, churches still aren't open. They're not able to do this. We have people who died for our nation, for our country, so you and I could come and sing, have children's sermons, and open up God's Word. And we're thankful for our online audience as well, that we have technology that's able to do this. Folks died for that freedom. And Jesus, He's going, and He does die for our sins. And He rose again, so we can have new life. Now, flip over in your Bibles. There's one more scripture passage I want us to look at. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. You know, God has given us memory. We've received memory, and we're told in this account with Mary here, who anointed Jesus' body, that this story will be told in memory of her. Say, why would God give us memory? 
You know, we remember when we're saved. We can remember. You'll probably always remember this period in your life, 2020, the spring and summer of 2020, unlike anything else. You'll look back 20 years from now and remember what it was like. You'll remember wearing face masks to church. It's, you'll, you'll remember social distancing. You'll remember worshiping on the, on the Internet, which is unusual. But one of the things, I believe, one of the reasons God's given us memory is that He wants us to focus on the future. It's easy for us to remember the great things that God has done in the past. And we, we think about maybe a great revival, a great worship service. In many ways, this is a great worship service. You have, some of you have been out church for 10... Well, you've... You have been out church for 10 Sundays. Who, if you raise your hand, that's the longest time in your life, at least the life that you can remember, that you've been away from church. Look at that. Half the folks here, probably I'm sure folks are at home, still out church, raising. I mean, you can think, that's two and a half months it has been since I have attended a worship service. Back in the old days, that's called a backslidden Christian. That's when the deacons are knocking on your door if you've missed church or Sunday school for two and a half months. They're checking on you to see, are you still saved? Are you still there? Are you still alive? And I think what happens, how this is going to tie in with Memorial Day and what we see, God has given us a memory because we can remember the great things the Lord has done in our lives in the past. But more importantly, We need to remember that God has great things ahead for us. Paul is about to write this. We're about to read this. Remembering that he wants us to press on for the goal of complete focus and worship for him. You forget about the past. We can't change the past. Decisions that were made the past 10 weeks, things that have occurred or haven't occurred, You're at the point spiritually. Maybe you've wasted your coronavirus season. But now you're ready. You're you're getting out and about. And you're ready to live for Jesus. So let's see what the Bible says here. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. It goes on to say, Not only have I reached the goal or am already perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it. Because he, what is his goal? What's Paul's goal? Church, Paul's goal is to know Jesus. A deeper, fuller, richer knowledge of knowing the Lord. Christ is calling us there this morning. He's calling you online to know the Lord. He's calling you to a devotional life. A spiritual life that has more. I mean, you think, I, you know, this sounds crazy. You know, I think about it, even this week. You know, here we are reopening. Three months ago, I had, what, 42 people going to Vermont. I was really looking forward to that. I mean, I was fired up and excited about that trip. I had met with Sherry and Nancy. We had BBS planned. We had a meeting before coronavirus. We, last year, our all-time high was 264 kids on, I think, Tuesday night. We were hoping to hit 300. Yeah, there, there goes that. Zach was excited about youth camp. It's supposed to be next month before it got canceled. Children's camp. 
I mean, you're just going down. Awana Grand Prix, was a, it was supposed to be in late, late March. We had all the, I mean, just exciting spring, exciting summer plan of events and ministries and good things that were going to happen here. There was a lot of momentum and movement in the Lord. Our attendance, God was bringing in new faces without face masks on. And all of a sudden, you know, COVID-19 hits, and it's just, whoa, this is a, to- and you, you all know this, total change, economy goes into a recession, folks have lost their jobs, do you know in our church family, five families have moved away, five families, some were transferred, some were in the military, but just in that quick season, just a job change, just like that, in a 10-week period, a big shift. And I share all of this because God is reminding us in verse 12, Paul is saying, make every effort because I have been taken hold of Christ Jesus. Jesus has saved Paul. And because he's a saved man, instead of moping, and it's, and it's easy right now to get down the dumps and think, gosh, man, Everything has changed. And it has. Things are completely different. God is reminding you that the Lord has taken hold of you. He's got you. You do not lose your salvation. And therefore, you're a Christian. You've been born again. You've been taken hold of, and the rest of your days you live for the the Lord. That's the goal. Look at these last two verses. Verse 13 goes on to say, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. Are you looking forward to the future? Are Are you living for tomorrow? Our focus as believers, it's easy to reflect on the past and think about what we lost. Think about how things have changed. Things have been canceled. Things are different. No graduation. Online school. No sports. It's a radically different world we live in. Jesus Christ, this morning, this is what I want you to to walk away with. And I want our online audience to, when they sign off, this is what it is. Forgetting what is behind. Look at those words. Forgetting what is behind. You and I, we do not grow spiritually. We do not come to a closer knowledge of Jesus on dwelling on the past. We, as Christians, Live for a future with Jesus. Paul was reaching forward. It's like a runner. He's sprinting to the end. He's knowing, I live for him. He alone is, is, is who I live for. Last verse here, verse 13, 14. It goes on to say, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's, look at this, heavenly call in Christ Jesus. If you are saved, you have a heavenly call. If you're online watching and you're lost, maybe, uh, and I hope folks our online crowd have shared this, 
so that maybe you have an unchurched, lost person watching this broadcast, and they've tuned in. God has a heavenly call for you. He has a plan and purpose for you to get saved. It's no accident that you're here. It's no accident that you're watching online. And the heavenly call is Jesus Christ. And Paul's saying, do not lose that focus. I want to put up here on the board. It's in your bulletin. How can you grow as a devout believer? Do you want to be a devout believer? You know, we as Americans, it's Memorial Day weekend. We remember those. God bless America. We have a wonderful, wonderful nation we live in. We, we certainly honor our flag here. But more importantly, we come in on Sunday and we worship the Lord. So we are first Christians. Second, we're Americans. And as Christians, we want to grow in our faith. We want to be devout. We want to be just as dedicated in our personal spiritual life, looking forward to ahead and not focus on the back. I believe God could use this coronavirus season. I hope you all are praying for this too, to really see a great revival. Would you not love one day to see mighty change over the months ahead as folks really reprioritize their life, saying, I just went to social isolation for three, four, five months. Now I'm coming back into the world. And I think a lot of folks are going to be asking, what is most important? Look up here. How do you grow into a devout believer? You can't allow formal, spirit, formal spiritual decisions and former movements of God to create a relaxation in the present. There's a temptation for you to become relaxed. I, I, I have believed it from day one. Attending worship, attending, attending Sunday school, Prayer life is a habit. And I want to tell you, there's going to be a lot of folks they've gotten out of that habit. It's easy to start skipping church when you haven't been attending for 10 weeks. Especially our own online crowd now. They're not here. It's easy to get out of those habits of having a, a daily prayer life. And you as a believer cannot rely on yesteryear's spiritual life for the future. Christ is calling us, and even as a church, forward. All right, secondly, see here. How do we grow as a believer? Knowing how to become a Christian is simple. How do you become a Christian? You pray, and you ask Jesus Christ to save you of your sins. You repent, and he saves you and forgives you. The challenge becomes, how do I live the Christian life? That is our challenge. Knowing is different than becoming. Christ is asking you and I, how are you becoming in your faith? How are you growing? How are you changing in more of a Christ-like attitude? This summer, you know, Memorial Day weekend is kind of the start of the summer. What are, what, are you, what are your spiritual goals? You're not going to have the activities like you used to. Things are different. But you can emerge when we, I guess, come back and maybe the world comes back in the fall. You can reemerge as a 
as a believer this, through this summer of phenomenal spiritual growth. Maybe you've gone for somebody that has never tithed, all of a sudden you are tithing. You've gone to someone that's had a five-minute devotional life, which is not very much. You're not going to see phenomenal spiritual growth because you spend five minutes a day with God. From a five-minute devotional life to a 35-minute. To someone who never reads this book or reads it on Sundays, to daily you're reading a chapter of Bible a day. Christ is asking, what's your goal? And I, and I ask you this morning, and we're about to conclude with this challenge. How do I live the Christian life? You know, I'm being told by everyone else, the government, I'm being told by uh, governors, by presidents, by the news, everyone else is telling me what to do. Folks, you're, I mean, you're just getting told you need to wear one of these. You need to stay away. Don't touch each other. I mean, I felt bad this morning here for our in-person service. Somebody stuck their hand out to shake, shake my hand. First time ever in my life I've turned down shaking a hand. I felt like, I just, like you, you're, turning, you're rejecting someone. And I think what, for us, is while everybody else, let's listen to this, while everyone else is telling you what to do, I want you to ask, what does God want me to do? How does He want me to live? him. Because when all this is said and done, when I, when I pass away, I give an account not to the president, to America, to our flag. Folks, we give an account to God. I stand accountable. I will be measured by what God's plan and purpose is for me. I'm going to close this in a prayer. I'm going to speak to our online audience. We're not going to have a public invitation this uh, summer it, during our service like we normally do. But I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray right now, even online. You can pray and receive Jesus. And I ask that question. What does God want me to do? And for some of you, that is to receive Jesus. You have been procrastinating. You have been delayed. Even this past 10 weeks, you've been in procrastination. And God wants you to respond to Him. And there's no better Sunday than this Sunday. Every day it gets harder to respond to Jesus because you get out of the habit. You, can, you start thinking, I can make it one more week, one more day, and your heart grows hard. Sin hardens your heart. So let's bow our heads. And I'm going to pray a prayer, and our, in -law, and our audience in here, as well as our online audience, can respond to Jesus. Now, how do you let me know? You can send me an email. You just fill out the little connection card, message our Facebook page, and that way I'll give you a call this week and talk about what does it mean to live the Christian life. <clears throat> Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I've been putting it off too long. Lord, save me. Forgive me. I'm turning to you. From this day on, Jesus, 
you own me. Thank you for being my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You can look up. If you've made that decision, I want to hear from you. Send me a note. Reach out to me and I'll be getting in touch. If you say that prayer, you've become a born-again believer. We're so glad you've been able to worship here with us. Every Sunday, 10 a.m., we'll be here, as well as online. Chris is going to close us out here with song. This morning, we've been issued a challenge, and so I'm going to ask that we stand, and as we sing this morning, we're going to sing a simple chorus, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Would you sing that as, as a prayer over your life this morning as we exit? Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Amen. We're so glad that you joined us, whether here in person or online. We're so thankful that you were here. Uh, we hope that you know that uh, what we started this morning doesn't end here, but we pray that you would take this and continue into a lifestyle of honoring and worshiping our King and our Savior. Would you pray with me and we'll be dismissed. Father, we thank you for the worship that you have allowed us uh, to be part of this morning. God, we thank you for inviting us to, to worship you and calling us to do so. Lord, we love you. We thank you for who you are. We praise you for your goodness. And we thank you most of all for the salvation that we find through Jesus. We pray that you would lead, guide, and direct us as we go our separate ways this morning. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next week.